A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Oversharers podcast. I just don't know where to look, guys. Basically, I hope you guys appreciate the effort we've gone into to make to this find professional. A studio space that oh actually God. accommodates us. No, we're really excited. So, this is our second studio. Right, the second studio in the space of one week. And a oh, bit. Yeah, literally. Oh my god! What I'm do you guys ex- think? Do you like it? Do you like the quality? Does the sound? Does it sound okay? Yeah. Anyway, so we have had a hectic week. Oh my god! I couldn't get over last week's travel. Yesterday's travel. Why? It was just exhausting. Oh, travel back from Norway. Yeah. Oh my god! It was actually so crazy. Literally, I couldn't. Guys, I'm never like having we, a late flight. Do you again. know? Should I make you laugh? Like we actually had a really good passport control section border force oh section. yeah when the guy was like <laughs> so i thought we were gonna get off the plane border force was gonna be a massive queue but luckily my little sister decided to wander off <laughs> and decide to go to border force herself and then the guy stopped her and said you're underage where's your mum and then we managed to all get out of the queue no but it was the way the guy said it to me and colson he was like who's her family come out I was like, what is she doing? So at first we thought we were going to be in trouble. <laughs> and then I came out with my mum and they were like, oh yeah, so you, you need to go and be with your child. So we were like, great. All of us came out the, <laughs> out the massive queues. There was like seven of us out the line. I was like, thank God for that. <laughs> oh my God. But I just felt like waiting for the bag. Yeah. The, and then after that. The cab situation. Yeah. So we'll get to that. Hold on. So we managed to get through border control with ease because Hannah basically niced all of us yeah and then after that it was baggage time so Hoda you say what happened so baggage I just want to say London Heathrow okay <laughs> I live in this country it's my home not my birthplace but my home it's okay? my home it's a shithole <laughs> how easy was it to get our bags from Norway amazing any place I go on brilliant holiday brilliant service from Norway literally any place I go on holiday, it's so easy to get my bags. Heathrow, it takes an hour for one little bag. It was crazy. It was really weird because like there was this one lone wolf bag that just kept spinning around on its own for ages. And we kept thinking, like, where's our bag? Like, honestly, and don't you feel like the people at the back? I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, like, I wanted to poke my flipping head through and be like, excuse me, can you hurry this up? Oh, and then afterwards, the cab service, we tried to get a cab and it said XL for six people, £70. So that's, said, that was the bolt price. The Uber price was £117. Now, if cost of living hasn't risen, then I don't know what you're doing, but it's I make crazy. It we live 10 minutes from Heathrow Airport. <laughs> 
So then we all said to ourselves, fuck this, we're going to go on the train. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. On the Elizabeth line we go to Ealing Broadway. Oh my God. And then my mum was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm going on the N9 by myself. What the hell? Like, everyone slowly dropped out. There was only three of us left. Honestly. Oh, my God. It was crazy. And then when my mum was walking home, she saw your little sister walking home. I know. I heard. I heard. And I was on the balcony laughing. Everyone was like, where's Hannah? Hannah's disappeared again. Because Hannah decided to get on the bus by herself after we got to our train station. And then, like, it was just, it was midnight. Like, I was like... I was like, how has Hoya let her go on the bus by herself at midnight? Like, I think your mum was just flustered at the everyone time. Everyone was flustered. It was just so funny. Honestly, with my luggage on my walk home, I was like, I'm never in my life getting a late flight again. Oh, just, it was such a oh. madness, guys. I just came home so disgusting and sweaty, and my head was just spinning. Like, Literally. It was just crazy. I was just, like, flustered. But anyway, back to the wedding now. Oh, no. Norway as a whole, I'm going to rate a solid 8 out of 10. The other two, I've left behind, so like the 9 and the 10 out of 10, because it's bloody expensive. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that would deter me. And the second one was, we just did not know how to navigate the trains. (laughs) Oh, I was just like, honestly, reading the signs and then everything was in a loop and it was just crazy. Like, But you know what it is? It. What, like, confused me, and I said this the other day, I'm not entitled, but it's like, I'm used to... Signs. A sign that has, like, English brackets English and, and, and or just something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This was all Norwegian. I was just like, Lord have mercy, I really don't get this. But then, tell a lie... I would say a good 24 hours then we started to get the hang of it. Yes, yes. But then we kept messing up here and there. We were like, right, we're on the wrong train again. No, I've actually stopped there. I stopped leading in Norway because I was just like, this ain't for me. This ain't my story. So I stopped. But I mean, for me, I would rate it like seven. Yeah. The water was... 10 out of 10. (coughs) The water was 10 out of 10. Honestly, I could drink that tap water. Every it's like Fiji. It's like Fiji water in a bottle coming, like, coming out, coming out the tap. It's just so nice. Imagine what that could do for your skin. And my hair. I was thinking the whole time. Like I'm used to London rough water on my hair, making it go frizzy. Yeah. Every time. Imagine that water. Just. It was just really nice. And what I'm also thinking now is now that I'm back, my stomach's a bit funny, and I think it's because I've drank this water again. What the the rubbish London water? Yeah. I actually suspect that. I don't know what it is. Honestly, I did like, I went to the toilet three times today. I, I know, me to too. Well, I don't want to do this shit three times today. I think we're all friends now because <laughs> we can say that. I've got diarrhea. <laughs> oh my God, I have so on sin. We've no. actually got the shit. We've got the shits, guys. I honestly. hope no one. And it's like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. But then to be fair, every time I go abroad, I just get mad constipation. Yeah. So yeah. then I think what was coming out of me is just everything that was just. But I think that Norwegian water helped. If yeah. I can get Norwegian, if anyone can plug me with Norwegian water, help me out here. Oh, that was anyway. Good water. Another thing that I really enjoyed about Norway was just the weather. The weather yeah, was, was incredible. Nice. The sun not setting in summer. The sun didn't set. It was twelve o'clock and still like twelve o'clock midnight, and it's still light outside. Yeah. It's like that beautiful, like, like you know, that like bluey, yeah, yeah, sky, yeah. Like not not too bright, but just like like you nice, can still be out, though. moody blue, yeah. It was very nice. Now, come to think, though, I don't think I could go to Norway in the winter. Shall I tell you another thing I didn't like about Norway? What's that? 
the attitude. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone's quite. Everyone's really angry. <laughs> I thought London. I think they're very introverted. I thought Londoners were really angry. So when I came to Norway and I just saw the, you know, the divide. Well, I wouldn't call it a divide. I would call it more just a mood. <laughs> I just think they're they're a lot of they're really introverted. That's how I would explain it. They yeah. just all look quite somber. They just looked really sad. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know why, because the streets are very clean. Their water's very nice. <laughs> Do you know They've what I mean? got free travel, I'd technically. I'd be a happy bunny if I lived and in And free Norway. healthcare and free education. <laughs> free travel, technically. Technically. So we were books in the trains the whole time. <laughs> oh my God, it reminded me of being in school again on the Southwest trains. <laughs> we were books in them trains. I know. First day, I was so upset with myself that I paid for that ticket. <laughs> no, me too. We paid four pounds for a ticket and we were crying. Oh my God. And then we realised there's actually no, no conductors on the train. <laughs> there's no conductors. There's no barriers. I swear to God, we live like paupers in London. Every single place we go in London, there's a charge. There's a barrier, there's some sort of cost, there's some sort of like a consequence of if you don't do this, this will happen. That boat ride, I reckon we could have got on for free. I swear to God we could have got on for free and I'm such a mug for like being institutionalised to pay for shit because honestly, I thought about it all on that boat ride we could have got on. Thing, I'm telling you. It's because they've made us feel like we've got know, to pay for everything. And you know they go to uni for free. And they've got, I'm I don't still, know if they've I'm got free healthcare. I'm paying my tuition fees. <laughs> Big, big girl like me paying tuition fees. If only I could speak Norwegian, well, I, I would move there. You know, my cousin was saying to me that he casually goes to the lake near his house to go for, just a for a dip. open water swim. Yeah, just for a little When can you dip. ever do that? Like another cousin was saying, oh, you know, just finished like, work really late one day, decided to go to the lake and just swim. At 1am. Imagine us in the River Thames. Literally. <laughs> We'd get chlamydia. <laughs> I'd get any sort, any form of STI I'd that London brings. I'd get like a bug eating, flesh you know eating I mean? bacteria. <laughs> I don't mind a little parasite. You're, you've got, <laughs> I would say, I'm not even going to say that to you. <laughs> oh, we'll discuss that another day. Anyway, what else has been happening? So yeah, the wedding was oh, so fun. Love the My right. favourite Somali singers were there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We had some good, we had a good lineup. We had a happy. Yes, yes. We had... Wait, pause. We didn't talk about who we saw on the flight. No. Oh, my God. God. No, so how do I even tell this story? You've got to tell the first part, and then I'll tell the part where I, where I was present. Right, right. So basically, so we're at London Heathrow. We're sat in the gate. We're eating some food. Everyone's queuing up. We thought, you know what? No, we're going to sit down and let this queue go. There's no way they're going to fly without us, right? Yeah. we're just me and you, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Mm. So I'm sitting down eating. And then like, I look to my left. And in the far corner, <laughs> there's this like pensive looking Somali woman. Now, I didn't see her face. But I was just like, hmm, okay. So we carry on eating our prep. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. And then we've gotten up at this point. So we're getting up to go in the queue. I turn around. I, I see her dead in the face. And I'm like, guys, that's not my scene. We all look. We all look. And then I'm like, I'm going up to her. I'm going up to her. <laughs> so I've gone up to her. And I said, are you okay? <laughs> this is what I like about Colton, can I say, guys? She's very confident when it comes to things that she wants. Strangers. And to strangers. So she walks on over there with like... I'm like, how about I'm quite out winker. Like, can I help you? Can I help you? She's like, my, I think, I'm going to 
basically trying to say I've saw you guys sitting down so I decided to sit as well so she goes she's basically saying like I was playing it by year just like you guys yeah we're like come with us so <laughs> she comes with us and we're like Oh, I'm in Norway. She goes, ah, I don't want to go. She goes, you going to Norway? Going to Norway. She's like, yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, are you going for the wedding? She's like, yeah, I'm going for the wedding. And we were like, oh my oh God. Oh my God, she's going to the same wedding as us. She's going to the same wedding as us. So we're like, oh my God, like, we're going to be, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? She's going to shout us out on the mic. On the microphone, we're going to be, she's going to hug us while she's singing. Do you, do you know, know what I mean? I'm going to get my Snapchat out. Snapchat I'm going to be mom. famous, famous for this. Snapchat mums. I'm going to be a Snapchat mum with mm. my camera mm, out, snapping while she sings to me exactly so we're walking 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 we get on the plane now <laughs> she's so trippy <laughs> such a trippy woman she's just so funny guys. but at this point I'm gonna have to let Harvard take, <laughs> the, take take the reins because I wasn't sat with with them I was like sat somewhere else so go on Harvard. so right this we're all in the seating plan my mum's in the aisle seat I'm in the middle seat Nimayasin's on the aisle seat on the other side so her and my mum, and you know my mum, yeah, we've started calling her a hustler yeah, in this hustler. in this holiday because she just loves, you know, she's one of those people that just gets on with everyone. It's like she puts on a persona that, <laughs> not in a fake way, but in a way that just, you know, enhances and makes the other person feel comfortable. She's a bit of me. Her and Coltorn are quite similar, I would say. <laughs> anyway, so she's she's gone off having conversations with Nemayasin. I've put my headphones in because I'm like, let me try and get a nap in. These lot are talking for hours, right? So then all I can hear, I'm like picking up bits of conversation. First bit of conversation, Nimaya seems giving my mum some... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's telling her about, you know, Deans and stuff like that. Here comes my mum. <laughs> Bear in mind, Harvard's my mum's mom religious. is the family, Sheikh. Yeah. <laughs> Like quite literally, like Muhammad the dictator. So here's her thinking: This is my area. I, mean, of I thought I'm a wrong game on this woman, literally. not knowing who this lady was. <laughs> so my mum's sitting there going, "This is my area of expertise." So first of all, she's listening to go, mm-hmm. "Ha, what's that?" And my mum goes in for the P-E-E link oh, point Delil upon Delil upon Literally, Delil. she's like dropping it. Boom, 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 boom. It was just hilarious. <laughs> so in the she was like, oh, well, let's share a And then I was like, how wanna? Meaning, oh, I, oh, I, I guess you are a... Very... A, a very knowledgeable... Well, well, I, well, yeah, I don't well-versed know. woman in the Dean. Exactly. Mm. Anyway, so that happened. Then Limayasin turns to Colson, Colton's <laughs> sister, who, bear in mind, doesn't speak Somali. Yeah? But she understands. But she understands it. So then Limayasin's like talking to her in Somali. She's saying random shit. Can I just say, yeah. All this piped up at this point. She's I'm listening. like, I've taken the headphones off at this point because I'm like, this woman's hilarious. Yeah. So like, she's talking to Colson. She goes to Colson, well, so where are you from? And then Cole says, like, well, I'm from London. And she goes, my, my, my. You came from the sky, you go to the ground. My friend, well, so she goes, no, she goes, you were in the sky, and now you are on the land. <laughs> I go to sit in there like, what is, she, what is this woman on? What is she on? And then, like, she's trying to, and then everybody else is, like, basically trying to tell the joke again so we can start laughing. And I'm like, ah, ha, 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 ha. 
But really, I don't get the joke because I'm like, what the hell is going on? Anyway, well, like, she was just hilarious throughout the whole flight. She was just like... She's just super trippy. I know. But I, I think I'd get on with her. Me too. She's very like... She just... She's a very open woman. Yeah, she's very nice. I like her. I yeah, like I like her, like her too. Anyway, nice. yeah, so that was that. Yeah. What else happened in Norway? Was it really? Yeah, the wedding. So anyway, we had a good lineup at the wedding, good selection of singers. The girls looked fabulous. Ten, ten. Ten out of ten. The confidence of the bride, Marsha. Honestly, Marsha, I need to know, did you practice? Because know, bloody hell. And she just had she this just poise to her, like, boom, boom, She had the boom. little fan in her I know, room. that fan was very smart Sarah, as well. I was like, wow. Oh, my God. And then me and Colton decided to do the Burambur together. Oh, my God. Insert clip, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no, so basically, me and Harder weren't gonna do it. I mean, I never do it, bear in mind. Harder, no. occasionally, if she's feeling comfortable, yeah. we'll jump in. All we see is Ed the Forcia. All we see Ed is Forcia Hard- being my mum. Yeah, all we see is Harder's mum standing above us. Why was she so raised? Harder, she I don't stand- know, Allah. She was standing above us and she was like, Gala, in my cover, Gala. She was like, Go, go in, go, go in, in, get, get in. in there now. Get, she basically, Support she basically, your cousin. She basically said, get in there now. And do it. And we were, and she had this like really angry look on her face. I know. So I was like, oh my God. I feel pressure. Me and now. Arthur go and take off our shoes. All these Islamers kept jumping in the circle and we just wanted yeah. to try a little shimmy, shimmy, That's shimmy. That's the thing though, I've realised with Brambor, mm. it's like each country does it differently. Mm. Now in the UK... It was a very different style to the Do you know Norwegians. what I mean? In the UK we do two by two or one person jump in, like people gas it up, do the clapping and they get out. Right. So there's always separate sections for when everyone goes in mm. and there's separate sections for when... People two people jump and it's exactly. usually two people right yeah. all one person all one person but in Norway they all get in <laughs> they all get in there's no limelight for anyone <laughs> so we're used to the validation of people looking at us yeah, going we wanted to be embraced by the Islam aunties like Nayara here <laughs> what's up do you know what I mean you're lit now so it's like in Norway they all just kept jumping in and it just kept breaking the rhythm for us it was us. a very convoluted mm, session mm, mm, mm. however we made it we made, and it was good and it was it was all right yeah, yeah it was all right go go check on instagram and you'll see yeah yeah, go and yeah it was fine but yeah, yeah. yeah i was just trying to think what else happened anyway i just really love the family i love yeah. hanging out with the family i think we should do annual things one thing i will say oh, norwegian God. weddings go on till five oh, o'clock in the morning they're lit they are bloody lit. When they when we said Scandinavian weddings are lit, they actually, they are. actually are lit. So you so you it was the it was the weirdest thing. So you see everyone partying and then the London table have basically they're got like their, their, their heads in there. <laughs> I've got a picture of one of our little cousins asleep on asleep the table. On the table. <laughs> We're not used to this <laughs> You know in London the weddings finish at one right? latest. I'm like, my cousin, bless her, honestly, she looks stunning, had three outfit changes beginning at, at 11, 11 o'clock. 11.30. So we were just like, whoa. We should have... We should have come later. Yeah, we should have taken some coffee. Like, we turned up at 10pm. There was nothing happening at 10pm. I know, I know, I know. But I think she was waiting for... I think she was waiting for people to come. Yeah. So I just think Norwegian people are naturally just I quite... think that's just generally how, like, the timings of their weddings. Yeah. But so all was, in all, it was a great time. I would always advise people to go see a Scandinavian wedding because it was lit. I know, it's so fun. I loved, loved it. it. 
Oh, I think that's a good recap. Yeah, I think so too. What else are we missing? Oh, Love Island. Have you caught up? I have caught up. Spent the whole day catching up. Where should we start? I'm just going to... I'm, I'm not going to lie. Since Love Island's on this season, I am going to do a five-minute session mm. to talk about Love Island mm. in, each, in each episode. I just want to say, Zach, what's happened, darling? What's he doing? Why has he dropped down From to where Catherine. he is? He went from Catherine. It's giving me one day vibes again. To trifling Molly. I know. Also, Molly, I just don't like the way she does things. No, she's not doing things No. She could have, after he did that kiss with her last episode. She could have just gone to Mitch and said, look. Forget think, Mitch. She could have gone to Catherine and be like, I didn't even know. I didn't know he was going to do that. I mean, no, we are talking. No, but I just, you know, you know what I found really strange? Is, you know, when... Zach and Molly were talking. Yeah. In that little section. Yeah. Mitch comes over. Yeah. And he goes and makes a coffee. For yeah. <laughs> like what a weird, what a simpy behaviour is like, that? I wouldn't call that a simp, but isn't that this is the man who's essentially a side piece to the girl that you like. And another thing about that I don't like about Mitch is instead of just like sacking it off with Molly because she's taking the piss out of him yeah, he's going around to every single person and telling them his issue literally <laughs> or they're telling him like she's mugging you off mm. and he's just not doing anything about exactly. it exactly it's just I don't know I it's feel like Mitch strange. is digging himself a massive hole I agree with that I think Molly and Zach if they want to cr- like crack on they should crack on I but they, they need to be upfront well. and honest with the people that they're in couples with I agree right I don't think Molly's a girl's girl no I don't think so either no, I think me... she's enjoying the attention I think so as her well her head has expanded indeed she's having coffees made for her while she's chatting up a boy by the guy she's in a couple with literally she's... I think she's enjoying and she, the attention and it's the way she was acting shocked when Zach in the challenge like gave her the flower and kissed her yeah but, why are you shocked? They basically like you've made, been encouraging it. They basically made talking. a pact with each other. Yeah, that they were gonna. Do you know what I mean? And do you remember Zach was like, "Right, I've got some clarity now." So yeah, they know. She I knows, know. but that's what angers me because I'm like, he first of all should have spoken to Catherine. I'm like, you know what? This is the direction I'm going in. At that point, when they made that pact, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that was before the challenge. Right. Can I just say? So no one needed to get and embarrassed. Ev- and the worst thing is, everyone else knows what's happening with him and Molly, except Catherine. Yeah, I feel which is really her. bad for her. And on top of that, Molly's a snake as well because like. You're with this girl, you're in her face, you're talking with her, laughing with her, yeah. but you're making this pack behind her back. That's what she could have just said, me and Zach are talking, where he, you know, we're interested in each, each other. other, this yeah. is what's happening. Exactly, instead of blindsiding her in that challenge. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited, I'm excited. Also, Rushi and on, was it Rushi? Yeah, and um, Andre. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. It's too I don't early know. It's to too tell. early. I can't. But I like Medi and Whitney. <laughs> Me too. Whitney's my favorite. I whichever Whitney. person, talent manager <laughs> at ITV that got Whitney, give yourself a raise. A pat on the back. She's so funny. Just her reactions alone are hilarious. When she goes, <gasps> <laughs> she saw the kiss next to Zach. <laughs> And Mehdi, bless him. Also, people are mean. I know he walks a bit. He walks mm, He does walk a bit. A bit funny. Yeah, but, you know, we can't really say. Mm. But anyway, I think he's hilarious. And also, he has conversations with her that are, like, a lot more... They're not surface level yeah, compared like to everyone really else. Yeah, they're kind of deep Yeah, and meaningful. Or getting there, yeah. yeah. Like, and I really liked when Whitney said to him, as I've grown older, I've found that, like... 
like about feelings yeah, yeah. about finding a man who's open with his feelings is like strength yeah it's very it's very masculine mm. and i was like yeah 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 yeah, that's good. Mm. Get emotional. I like that. Mm-hmm. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Mm-hmm. Sprinkle, sprinkle. So yeah, I know I like those two. Can't remember anyone else and that's it for me. I don't remember anyone else. Who else is in this series? Jess. I like Jess's upfrontness. Oh, I really like Jess. Yeah. Jess is like, well, growing on me. Yeah, she She's is. like one of my, almost one of my favourites. Mm. After Whitney. I agree with that. <laughs> Eric. Tariq's I like how honest he is though. He He's reminds a- me of like some <laughs> little roadman from Manor House. From Manor Park. But I like, like, how I know that he... I wouldn't say he's a fuckboy, but, like... But you just know. But I like how honest he is about his And he's really honest in the person that he's in a couple of with about. Yeah, he is. That would hurt my feelings if someone was that honest with me, I know, she was taking it like a woman. Mm, Some mm. of her. But then women say, like, why weren't you more honest? But not to that level. I felt like that was quite brutal. No, he said to her, to her face, (laughs) if someone walks in that That is is more suited. I'm going for it. Like, she said it so. I would have literally ruminated. My toxic self, I would have ruminated on that one. Do you know what I mean? That's what you write long messages about. He basically said to her, I'm one foot in and one One foot foot out. out. But anyway, I like the friendship that he has with Catherine. Me too. It was giving me... And I like that he went and spoke to her one-on-one and explained the situation Mm -hmm. to her because that's like Mm -hmm. very brotherly, sisterly vibes. I do. I agree. I agree. I I just think Catherine, well, I'll... You're representing us. Do you know what I mean? You are our girl in there. You need to open your eyes. I think she likes Zachariah's height. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I but think someone needs that, to... he's got nothing more going for him. No, no. Also, he doesn't really say much. That's interesting. But the other thing I was going to say is someone needs to show her an image of how Zach used to look before and that might wake her up a little bit. I know, but know all she can I mean? see is some six foot five. Beautiful. He does Linda look Berta. Berta. <laughs> She says, Ninder Listen, there's other tall men coming. Don't worry, Don't sis. Don't worry, sis. We've oh got two God. new girls entering the villa tonight. I'm excited. And anyway, I'm... guys. Right, we've got to go into the scenario. We do, we do. Before... Okay, okay. I've got a happy story. We're still on the board of the happy stories, ladies, and I've got one for you. Thank you for sending those in, guys. I really love the happy stories. Can I just say, last week, last week, we've had a really great embrace from our lovely community. I know. I really love you guys. Really nice comments. Literally, they're just so lovely. Honestly, you guys are actually the best. Like, we love you guys. Honestly, and we just want to make... We want to make great content for you. And that's why we're here. We're here paying so much money. (laughs) (laughs) For the studio. For the studio. Anyway, let's go. So it says a happy story. Dearest Callie and Harva. Oh, a lady whistled out. I know, dearest. Dearest. Gentle readers. readers. Oh my God. I've been enjoying your podcast for quite a few months now and love tuning in. When I'm winding down in the evening or the weekend, you feel like a couple of close friends at this point and I felt compelled to share our story, to put a smile on your pretty faces. Oh, I love that. Mashallah, we love you. Thank you so much, sis. So the story begins. Get your teas, ladies. Get your drinks. 
You've got your drink, Colton. Let's go. In 2020, I went through the toughest time of my life, having divorced my husband of seven years in lockdown of COVID-19. After spending so long in a relationship where I had felt so incredibly alone and disheartened by the years of gaslighting and toxicity, I took a leap of faith and decided that I no longer wanted to be in an unhappy, unappreciated marriage. Congratulations. Congratulations, girl. Literally. As a divorcee, I endured quite a few taboo attitudes that I was not prepared for, but it only made me stronger and more resilient person over time. I moved out independently, made amazing new friends, took up new hobbies, a new job, and fell in love with life and myself once more. I never once regretted my decision to leave my ex-husband and I became much more able to have healthy boundaries around my energy and time, something I've never been able to achieve before. A year and a half after all this personal growth and using hiking as my outlet to climb both physical and personal mountains, I decided to branch out on my own and do a charity climb in Wales and fundraise for a well-known charity in the process. I know. Unfortunately, three weeks before the climb, I contracted COVID-19. And as the climb came closer, I realized I would not be at full health and decided to pull out a week before. Mm. I wrote the email to the organizers and let it be. However, after they confirmed that I would have to wait another six months to complete the climb, I decided to just go ahead and fulfill my trust to those who had sponsored me to complete my challenge. Finally, the day of the climb arrived and as I awoke, I realised that a terrible storm had hit the UK during the early hours. There's a lot What's of calamity. What's going on? What's go- what, what, are we- what is what, about to what happen? I feel like something is like... Something's know. brewing. Yeah. Like, you know, when things happen... It's like and foreboding. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like a movie. I love it. <laughs> anyway, I realised that the terrible storm had hit the UK during the early hours of the morning and many people had pulled out at last minute due to safety concerns but not me. I turned up at 5am for the minibus in my area and this is where I met a handsome stranger who had come from a nearby city crossing the road towards me. (laughs) Okay, calm down, Harlow, calm down. (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. He was initially quite shy, I am a hijabi, but as there were only four of us left on the bus, we all got to know each other quite well over the course of the journey. Whilst we were on the climb, he made an effort to get to know me a little bit more and I felt comfortable in his presence, but I took it all to be a friendly interaction in a group of people that I hadn't previously met before. Mm. By the end of the day, our minibus had headed home early and so we left the bigger group behind after saying our goodbyes. On the bus, two of the other sisters fell asleep and he pretty much spent the entire journey distracting me from my travel sickness. He bought me fizzy water and he even moved places with me to reduce the sickness. At one, I know. At one point, after having got me a machine coffee from the service station, he even said that he wanted to treat me out to a proper coffee one day. But I still took this in a natural, friendly manner. So I had said, of course, and we carried our journey as normal. As we left the minibus and made our way home, we all said our goodbyes and that we'd all meet up again at a later date. We had all been a part of a WhatsApp group from the same region and exchanged messages. And it was only then I realized that he sent me a private message when I got home. He said he had really enjoyed getting to know me that day. And finally, I had the most beautiful smile he'd ever seen. (laughs) 
Oh my God. Increasingly, he had only been called on a hike at the last minute due to the lack of numbers and wasn't signed up at all. Undoubtedly, Allah had surely written for us to meet on mountain where our journey first started and we continue to climb them till this day. Alhamdulillah, we've been married for nearly a year and a half now and we have been pretty much inseparable from the day that we met. On each of our dates, he never once allowed me to open the car door, would always buy me flowers and even surprise me by placing flowers on my car one rainy morning and taking me to work after having travelled a whole hour to get to me. Look at that. We love him. But despite everything, the most amazing thing about our relationship is that even though I'm older than him, we were both divorcees when we met. Can I just stop you there? The other one was... Is this a sign? Do we need to start... Dating young men? Younger men. Not us, but you guys. Yeah. (laughs) This could be a sign. Okay, I can truly say hand on heart that he has never stopped caring or supporting me in every way since the day that we first met. After my divorce, I had all but stopped believing that people like him ever existed and that what I had always wanted in a partnership was a dream or a fantasy. But Allah is truly generous and my husband is the most merciful, kind-hearted, generous person in my life and cares for me in ways that I never thought possible. He embraced my every fear, insecurity and never ever made me feel like I was worth less than anyone or anything else. I wanted to write this to give hope to any sisters out there going through a tough time as divorcees. Never to underestimate what Allah can provide for you. He will always look after you and sustain you despite what our hands, what our minds or society convince us to believe. Finally, I hope this story fills you with hope, joy and all the feels, which it has. (laughs) Please continue to pray for us and we will for you and all your listeners sending you love. Ah! And she's inserted a picture in there so cute to cover along with Barry. Oh, I love them. I know. They look so happy. And they're so beautiful. Allahumma barak. May Allah bless your marriage and Amen. and and please and make you partners in this earth and in Jannah. In the next life as Amen. well. Amen. Can I just say, is this a sign that younger men are the way forward? Like this is what I'm saying. Literally. That's guys. two scenarios where women have married People. slightly younger men. Now, can I just say, what is the taboo? Like, to, okay, I'm 29. I'm 32. What would you date? So I've just been conditioned to believe that I need to date older. Me too. But I, now I'm looking... No, I'm well, not we're not looking, looking we're married, but, but you know But now I mean? I'm, you know, I'm getting ideas that perhaps younger is better. Yeah. Because you know what they say? They say the older that men are, the more set in their ways they are. So if they've got these toxic mm, ideals... Mm, mm. They're going to be set. Yeah, they're set in those ideals. Like that's how they are, and they can't change. Literally. But if they're young, they're more kind of malleable, flexible. These Gen Z types are very emotionally aware. Emotionally aware, just really nice. Nice mm. individuals. You know what I've been taught? I remember every conversation I ever had with someone, even my mum was like, You have to always date a man that's like five or six years older than yeah, you. But like that is so crazy. weird, don't you think? Yeah, I now just that think, I think about it. You're actually a baby compared to them. Yeah. Like honestly, what do I have in common with someone Okay, now that's what I'm saying. What do you actually have in common with, with someone, someone that's but five like years now, twenty nine, five years older than me is what? 
33 more days you live here for. 34 years old, that's okay. That's actually my husband. Though. That's actually not that bad. <laughs> that's not that bad. At 29. But if I'm like 23 years old and I'm dating someone five years older than me, 23-year-old yeah. me could but not... But I think the idea that like... The, the idea is that women tend to mature a lot faster than men. So that I think they're saying that it's better to date older yeah. because you're basically at the same level of maturity, even okay. though you're slightly younger. No, I get you. But I don't know. I don't know. Do you, do you believe in mm, that? I don't think so. I think I get, I get where mature... And I feel like, are women more mature because we're responsible for more? Yeah. We Do you know what I mean? More. We suffer more. Like, especially if you had children quite young, mm. your responsibility goes up. Of course and you're going to mature. on top of that, when you have children young, automatically you have to fit a mature kind of like role. You have to become mature for the sake of just the responsibility that you have. Yeah. It's like you can't sit in the same mindset that you were when you weren't pregnant. Yeah. Right? Oh, I get you. So it like forces you into this like, other realm of maturity whereas they would not experience as much exactly so in my mind i'm like if i'm a baby girl mm. and i've just met a guy that's five years older than me i mean it might work it might do but i just don't see why it just depends on the person yeah really, doesn't it but, but also story. if i'm 29 right and if he was like 27 that's not too bad that's not too bad but in my toxic self I'd be like no way no he's too young yeah, yeah. now if I was in that and I was in the dating scene and someone that was 27 years old approached me I'd probably be like you're a baby like in the back of my mind I'd just think bloody hell he's younger than me do you know what I mean yeah. it would just be a niggling thing yeah even though it probably means nothing absolutely right but it's just the way that we've been conditioned, conditioned. Maybe we need to change, not we, but I think maybe as a society we need to change the way we look at people. Like, I can see two, let's say two guys that are 27. Mm. One has all his shit together, but he's emotionally mature. Mm. And then there's a guy that has nothing together, but he's emo emotionally mature. mature. Or like just mature in the sense that like there's something about him that says like he's going places or yeah. like... He's got a great sense of humour or, like, he respects me and cares for me. But then that person would probably go for the older one. Mm. Who's, but then we need to also... Know. We need to kind of pull back a bit and think that when someone kind of sends in a love story... It's not everyone. Yeah, they're going to write in a way where it's desirable and it's just lovey-dovey. Do you know what I mean? It can't yeah, be of course, like everyone is not 27, no. Of That's not, not reality. There's dips, there's ups, there's downs, you know what I mean? In that year and a half that they've been together, it can't all have been sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. Mm. So I think we have to remember that. that when we And it's good, though. That but it's when like you the romanticising Yeah, part, the romanticising. But it's good to talk about your partner in, like, a positive. in a positive way. Of course. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll just... You'll hate each other. <laughs> That's the honest truth. That's it, yeah. You've got to endure if this is for a lifetime. It's for a lifetime. So you have to literally just put positive <laughs> thoughts in your head, even though he's... Little shit. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you know, you work through it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love love and I love good love stories. And I think a story like this is hopeful for people who are going through something difficult right now. Yeah. Or they're going through divorce and you feel like, you know what, fuck, I'm yeah, never going like to meet someone. Out. Yeah. And for people that are in shit situations that feel like, is there anything better for me? Yeah. Because you know sometimes, sorry to cut you off, but you know sometimes like you're in such a dark place or you're like experiencing such negative behaviour. Yeah, and then you, you start to think that this is real life. Yeah, like no way out. this and is all you deserve. Yeah, it's not even all you deserve. You start to think that this behaviour is just so normalised. Yeah. 
that's like so scary. Isn't I know, it? and then oh, it's like, sad. and then you you completely forget the good you just that can come into your life from goodness, and all you're thinking is just this is my life. That yeah, I'm and I've this. got to deal with it, flight or fight or God flight. Forbid. So this type of story is is hopeful. It's hopeful. It opens mm. your eyes. This could happen for you. It can mm. happen for any of us. It's true. I like it. So yeah, thank you for sending that in. I love I really love. Appreciate that story. Right, part two. Let's go. Scenario number two. Oh my god, this scenario, guys. This scenario is insane. We couldn't give you a happy story without giving you an insane story. Just you know to balance out the universe. You know what, what we forgot today? What? Question of the week. Did we do a question of the week on no. the stories? Guys, we're just so, we're finished from this trip. But it's like, I think we had, because we had an exciting trip, we had a lot to say. Mm, so that took We had over. a lot to put, we had a lot of engagement. But we'll start question of the week next week. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, so as I was saying, there is no way we're gonna just leave you with a love story, guys, without approaching things from the other side. When I say the other side, I mean we're toxic nannies. (laughs) (laughs) We love a bit of. We have to give you some chaos as well. (laughs) We do, we do. So this one's a bit different. This scenario wasn't sent to our emails. It was sent to our Instagram DMs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, I'm going to begin. Reading voice, Colton. Reading <laughs> voice. Dearest gentle listeners. <laughs> Hi, my loves. I just wanted to say how proud I am of you guys. Your growth recently has been beautiful to watch. And I hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to bless and protect you both. Oh, I mean, so I love that. Everyone always introduces their scenarios in just the most wholesome way. I get that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Right. So the story is, I had a best friend growing up, the type of friendship where if you saw one of us, you saw the other. We became best friends at the start of high school. And as time went on, she ended up moving in with me and my family. Due to her own personal issues at home. My parents and I were more than happy to take her in. This was on and off for the rest of our friendship, which ended in 2022. Please keep in mind we started seventh grade in 2010. That is so sad. So the friendship started in 2010 and ended in 2022. That's 12 years. She lived with us on and off until we were about 18. During the last year, she stayed with us. My mum and I travelled back home to Tanzania. During this five-month trip, my best friend stayed at my parents' house with my sister's brother and dad. My sisters told me she was pregnant and living at home with them, which she denied and denied even upon my return. Eventually, it got out that she was pregnant. My family supported what, her. What, best friend? Yeah. So she was pregnant in okay. that time. Eventually, it got out that she was pregnant. My family supported her as best we could until she moved into her own place. We shared everything. We shared my clothes, car, home, and my family treated her as family. I don't say these things to count the favours I did her. I say these so you can understand just how much I considered her a sister. My sister, who is a few years older than me, let me know that my best friend had been stealing money from her. Committed fraud on her car details and promised to pay my sister back when she got the funds. She begged and pleaded that my sister kept this from me. 
She apologized, never paid the amount back and continued to act as if she did nothing. Fast forward two years, I spent the night with her. Upon leaving her house that early morning slash previous night, I wake up to a Snapchat from her and her own nikah, which she had never, ever mentioned, even though... What the hell is going on? I don't know, I'm confused. There's a lot happening. So she was pregnant, she was stealing money, and now she's getting married, and she knows nothing of these things. So the friend spent the night with her, this is two years later, so she left the house that early morning and woke up to a Snapchat from her, from her own nikah, which she had never, ever mentioned, even though her baby daddy was well-known and a, so her baby daddy was a well-known Somali and around my family too since my mum was doing anything she could do to help. After giving this girl years of trust and time, I noticed I was slowly resenting myself for allowing someone to use me. Although I truly believe that I should be kind for Allah's subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake and that it will be returned to me in one shape or form, it wasn't until her nikah that I realised how meaningless our friendship was to her and people really do always do what you allow sometimes. I think that maybe if I spoke up prior, then things would have been different. I responded to her Snapchat of her nikah congratulating her and removed her of everything and haven't looked back since. We live in a small town, so word does get around and I often hear some random story about mm-hmm. how she's a victim in this story, although I truly believe she was my first heartbreak. Oh. We're 25 now and move like strangers. Oh my God, that's quite sad. But I'm really confused. Okay, so the girl's committed fraud. <laughs> yeah. She's also pregnant. Mm. And the friend finds out from Snapchat that she's gotten married. Even to though she had daddy. been to the baby daddy. Even though she'd been living in this girl's house two years prior. Mm. Oh, that's quite sad. So it seems like she's not sharing a lot. She's not sharing a lot. And also she friend feels as though she's taking her for granted, which she definitely is, I think. Because yeah, it's not very nice. I mean, we spoke about this last week in terms of friendship heartbreaks, but what can we do? Right? That is quite mean. Although I do feel like that's just, I don't know why the sister didn't say something about the money. Yeah, she should have told the girl that had sent in the scenario, her sister, and said, do you know your friend is a bit But then again, maybe she felt bad. Because she's pregnant. Yeah. And she said to her, listen, don't say anything. Maybe they're just a nice, accommodating family who would just do nice things for people that they believe are close to. I just think some people take liberties. They really do. And you know what? I would just say, it's done now. People always take advantage of just, you know, like the ones that are just kind, just for the sake of Allah. Do you know what I mean? Don't expect anything back. Those people you have to protect. Yeah, but also some people are, some people are forced into situations or into corners where like they're so desperate that they don't have anything else to do. And they don't have anything, like, they, they're so desperate that they can't speak up about what's happening to them. So then they're forced to do these, like, ugly but this, things. But this girl doesn't sound like... She was desperate, though. She was pregnant, living with her friend. No, 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 I'm not friend. saying desperate. It doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not saying that she doesn't sound desperate. She, it, she's just not in any immediate danger. <laughs> do you know what I yeah. mean? No, I get you. I get you. But we probably don't know from her side True. what her life is like. Do you know what I mean? True. So it's, I get... I. I, I mean, I don't get stealing from your friend because that's the person that's helping you. Mm. But, like, I get people can get into situations and maybe you never know, like, Should I tell you changed. What, should I tell you what's missing in this dynamic? What's that? Communication. 
You hit the nail on the head. On the head, somehow. If the friend had just gone up to the girl and said, I need some money. Could you help me out? Could you help me out? Great. Exactly. She'd have gone to the family and said, look. It's the fear of shame as well. I'm pregnant, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, air culture, Mm -mm -mm. shame culture. Yeah. Within our culture. Within all cultures, I would say. a lot of cultures. A lot of just POC cultures. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of... (laughs) A lot of BME. BME cultures. A lot of Although shame. we don't use that term anymore. Mm. What's the term that we use now? BME. <laughs> Black and African. <laughs> and Asian. Black like and Asian. Yeah, no, so I think, yeah, there is that whole element of just shame and just not feeling as though you can tell. It's just really sad. She probably was in immediate danger. Can I say something to you, though, off topic? I've realised about myself recently. Go on. That, like... And this is like me back in the day compared to me now. I really struggled with like speaking up about how I was feeling at the time. Mm. So like I would lie about how I was feeling to accommodate other people. So a simple example could be I was really anxious about going out late at night, right? Mm. Because obviously mom's strict. Mm-mm-mm. So then so if my friends were like, stay, let's chill for a bit. You I would do it. I would just do it, but inside I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of people relate to I that. I think a lot of people relate to that. Like inside, I'm literally hyperventilating. Like you used to drag me. You know what she used to do? <laughs> she used to drag me along to her shenanigans so that she didn't feel alone. When it was the, the punishment time. Excuse me, we did it together. So <laughs> let's not point the fingers at me. But inside, I was dying. And I had like, into, I, I would say I was dealing with like, like complete panic attacks. But I was hiding it so well. That's a really, like, isn't horrible, that a horrible, horrible state to be? To be? So emotionally, I was all over the place. Like I didn't, and I it got to the point where I was like, I wouldn't tell the truth about how I was feeling mm. because I was so ashamed of like... Just your friends being... Just my friends, but also how I felt inside. Because like, when you have anxiety, like everything's in pain. Like, yeah, your and then you're overthinking. Overdrive. You're completely And then imagine someone that's like so out of it inside and then you've got to keep up this act of being cool. You just present yourself. Like... As though you're fine. But, but, but really, I'm literally you're like falling apart. Inside. And I was like that for a very long time. I mean, now, I just say no. But, but the, I, I've learned to say that over time because I was fucking dying. Do you get it? Like, it was too much for me. And it, it got to the point where I was like, I was like, it was just too well, much. We were just a bunch of people, please, when we were young. Yeah, but like, I get, now I'm bringing this back to this scenario. I, if I was pregnant, living in my friend's house... You probably wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say, because I'd be so scared. Like, the concept of being in that situation, like, you're literally navigating a lot of shit. Yeah, and you just don't want to put... Yeah. You probably feel that everyone's an op. Literally. Yeah. And, like, you have to just... You're in defence mode, like, constantly. So, Yeah. It's hard, so but you've got to learn to speak. I up. think she speaks. She should have a chat with this friend I now think that they're so. older. Because do you know what? Like, things can. Do you remember up. that podcast episode? She was saying Wimmy's podcast, and they had the little reconciliation. Yeah, I think she should reach out to the friend and I just agree. just to understand what was going through her head at the time. Because I promise, I think it would actually open her eyes. Yeah, and they may, they might like actually navigate 
from either side mm. how they both felt, felt and have some sort of understanding exactly oh my god reach out reach out to her see how she is and then tell us what happened please because <laughs> honestly it's not every day cut her off no and i don't think i feel like the way that this the friendship ended it doesn't feel like it was a forever end like i get you when yeah. you see each other now you just walk past each other but i just feel like there wasn't and there wasn't any closure yeah, she I just deleted that. her from everything after seeing that she had gotten married. Yeah. And I just think if she was to have a conversation with her, big 25, and now that they're grown women, yeah. a, a lot of things would be learned. I agree with that. A lot of things would come out that you probably, like the the yeah. the writer didn't even know. Yeah. So, so yeah, explore it, see what happens, see how just you Just talk are. to her. When you see her next in the street, just say, Salaam alaikum wa la alam fi How are you? Peace and blessings. <laughs> Sister, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy us translations. Yeah, like, well, it's just so hard. Sometimes I, I don't even think that was a proper translation. No, I think it is. Peace be upon you. That's what salam okay? alaikum. Yeah. Mother fiantai, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting there, we're getting there, getting guys. There. Anyway, that's all I can say. And then also, I would encourage you, it is very hard when you're young trying to navigate friends. There is a lot of... There's so much on our backs trying to find good friends, yeah. trying to live a good life, romanticizing life, trying to find a partner mm. that you can share your life with, Honestly, having a career. It's just too much. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So just take it easy. Honestly, go easy on yourself, <laughs> gals, because this life... It's not, not that deep. This life for us is just very difficult. But also make dua that Allah gives you righteous friends that are upon the deen that like just help you, you navigate life. Yeah. In your day-to-day activities. Well, I always pray for ease. I agree. Because the ease you to get Make everything easy for me. 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 Anyway, guys, that is the end of our podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we have. Do you like the new setting? Let us know. Do you like the sound quality? Mm-hmm. And just quickly, a few of you guys emailed last week because we said we wanted you guys as guests. Thank you so much for emailing. Oh, my God. We would be more than happy to have you as guests. Where I would know. they sit? No, we need to, so they can, yeah. They'd have to sit beside us. Beside us here. Oh, my God. God. But the other thing I was going to say is, I think we might need to do one more episode like this to, yeah, to navigate to, this No, because I'm seating. feeling a little bit nervous today. Yeah, me too, because it's a new setting. Yeah. I don't know how things are going to be. I feel a, a slight, slight anxiety today. Me too, coming in. Yeah. So let us navigate this space for at least one more episode. And then we'll start reaching out to you Yeah, guys. so we do see your email, and thank you. Thank you, you for messaging. We love you. There's a couple of emails here. I saw that too. And yeah, guys, last few tickets of the live show are still out i think there's like 10 tickets left yeah no guys honestly if you guys really want to come to this show this week is the week to buy the tickets because we've almost sold out and this is like we don't have anything else after this yeah these are the last there's 10 tickets i think yeah there's 10 10 tickets left like 20 something so it's gone down dramatically so yeah get your tickets live show is going to be hopefully in like three weeks i think which is all the special guests are coming in. Oh my so God, it's going to be amazing. We've actually got massive surprises. I know. So you're going to you. enjoy it. So don't worry. And yeah, guys, uh, I hope you've appreciated the fact that I've replied to all the YouTube comments this week. I saw that harder. Mm, I know. Harder has been on job. I've been on job. So before further ado, please... 
press the subscribe button, like we always say. Um, press the bell button so yeah. you know when we've dropped a video. And can you also leave us a lovely, lovely podcast review review on also no, more nice youtube comments i really love the youtube know, comments at me the too <laughs> we've got a little community there and yeah what else and spotify please press the download button and the star to rate us five stars please, please. we don't want any less than five stars come on like do you know what i mean i think we've this got is a whole new star. bloody studio this is, if this ain't guys. five star quality i don't know what is do you know what i mean what more do you want from us our bloods <laughs> and yeah that's it guys so thank you so much for supporting us Carlton. I just wanted to say you guys are bloody amazing I absolutely love reading everything that you send us mm. I'm always like oh the holler look what someone sent there was a really nice message in the DMs recently of a girl that was just honestly like about the love story that we did last oh, week nice, nice. in relation to that so I just want to say to you girl love you Oh, thank you for your so kind sweet. words yeah to the women that we saw in Oslo that I said salam alaykum well, we said salam we alaykum saw, too wait let's tell the story guys before <laughs> we go we got to tell this story so me and Hada are in the subway is it called the subway yeah underground we're in the subway we we're in the underground and we see this sweet looking naqabi my first naqabi that I saw first naqabi of Oslo Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's just you know she's on the platform she's not with us she's kind of like further away from us no wait she walked past us yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 she was on the other side of the platform and yeah. then she was coming down and as she was walking down she walks past us so we offer a little salam alaikum yeah. and then you say what happened next so then night time I get home and then I get this DM <laughs> and she's like oh my god I didn't know it was you guys I listen to you guys all the time thank you for saying salam alaikum to me and we're like well, what a small world. world right so we just oh. want to say thank you so much and how amazing to see that you are upholding your deen in, in that country yeah I mean, in, that, in that country with the with the bad mood literally with the bad mood <laughs> the country with and the, the, the blue sky <laughs> and the blue sky <laughs> yeah anyway guys it's coming to an end thank you guys so much for listening we love you bye we love you guys bye hey folks i'm mark maron from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 